Brick Moon Fiction presents Learned by Sam French, read by Nicholas Thurkettle. The first thing I learned was that if you didn't feed it fast enough, then her world would glitch. Imagine that the world's right, right? And then it's not, back and forth, flickering. It's like right, not right, right, not right, until it settles again and it's right, but the very memory of the not right proves that it's not. Right? So the whole point is that when you're passing the bathroom door, or the living room door, or the dining room door, or the kitchen door, and you see that food level equals zero, or one, or, uh-oh, negative one, then you have to go straight to her pod and put the e-spaghetti in the microwave. Ding. And then the world will be right. It took me about three weeks to learn this lesson solidly, to learn it so that it was solidly wedged in my memory-slash-drive-slash-lobe-slash-short-term-slash-transitional-slash-easy-to-be-recalled-slash-2055. When I got her, she popped up on my screen, and I looked at her joints that bent like hinges that you see in old books in the attic. They were like so beautiful in how they worked like my body. She flickered on the screen for about ten seconds while shouting the word, Loading! Why did she shout? She was really young. She was loading. I'm loading too, in some ways. And then she solidly stood there with her hingy joints swinging back and forth, smiling at me with her lips slash teeth slash eyes. Mom said I had to watch her load the entire time, even if it was a long entire time. Then she would be born, and I could play with her on the screen sometimes, or listen to her on the comm sometimes, and on special days we could rent a surrogate to have her physically in the room with me, counting down the days until my half-birthday, and that I would learn to love something like Mom learned to love me. She keeps calling her a doll, but I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means to learn to love someone slash thing slash place. The second thing I learned was what it means to learn to love something. It means her world glitching out of hunger slash fear of discomfort slash soiled pants. It means forgiveness with a capital F-O-R-G-I-V-E-N-E-S and S. It means photodocumenting even small moments on the screen, audiogramming even small movements on the comm, playing them back for mom in progress reports, showing them the coups of satisfaction and the woos of elation. No boo-boos, said mom. No boo-boos, I confirmed. And I felt proud. When I come home from school every day, I feel like I've learned about reading, yes, writing, yes, and geography, of course. But it isn't until I get back to the screen in my room and check in on my doll, ironically, whatever that means, that I feel I have learned. And what I have learned is to love something. Snapshot that moment. Put it in a vault. I will have this forever. I will have you for always. The third thing I learned was that facts are sometimes better than feelings for school reports, because they are not as sentimental. I learned this when I came into class for show and tell, and no one had any idea what I was telling about. The teacher said pride is not showable, nor is it tellable. Facts are. So, she is now four screen years old. Her hingy joints are elbows of a little girl. She is a little girl. She appears on my screen. She lives in the air, in the cloud, in my imagination. Not technically, but okay. I hear her on my comm. I feed her using e-things. I teach her using e-books. On my half-birthday, getting close. We will rent a surrogate body, and she will be able to play catch with me in the front yard. Does she have a name? You bet she does. 
It was originally serial number T-32X on the e-box. It said Tibetan Tina, but I changed it, formally and not, to Brie, because I like the cheese, and I like the sounds of it. Brie. She is my sister-slash-friend-slash-responsibility, and I got her at Target Online for my eighth birthday. I will have her until I die, or, as Mom insists I remember, technology changes for good. I will get an A-plus if I come in next Friday and share that information in show and tell because it is facts. So I've been practicing these words all week. On the comm, Bree helps me remember. She corrects me when I'm wrong. Which is impressive. Good for her slash us. I only got three words wrong today. I got an A. Mom says the plus would have been nice, but is unnecessary. It feels good to have accomplished something with the help of Bree like we have built something tangible together, a bridge that we will dance on. The fourth thing I learned is that half a year is a very long time to wait for something. The fifth thing I learned is that being the same age as someone on a screen presents its own drive of challenges and joys. We play together the same, and I find that she has things to teach me now. Like, not life lessons, which I have been learning all along, see above, which is a term Mom taught me from old papers, but like actual things that she has learned in e-school, it exists. I bought it with my allowance. Perhaps she could be a bit more grateful, but her education is in fact its own reward. That she tells me are ahead of where I am in actual school. That is one challenge-slash-joy of being roughly the same age as my doll. Said naturally now, not with irony, which Mom taught me. Bree. Side note. Is Bree a good name for her now that she is this old? Should I change it? Should I let her pick it now that she has that capacity? Would it have unintended side effects? By the way, now that she is my age, screen years equals real years, I will always be her age. I will never be alone. We will always be friends. Until technology changes for good. Other joys slash challenges are that we are the same height, and I can let her borrow my clothes. I snapshot them and send them to her drive, and then she wears them. Some she looks better in than me, the green lily pad robe, and some I look better in, the blue ocean breeze jumper, and I think this is what having a twin is like. I look at her on the screen for hours and forget it is not a mirror, and then when I see myself in the mirror, I actually scream. And once dropped a glass of water and got three spanks. This is how we are different in appearance. Her nose is curved in an elegant way, and my nose is curved in a crooked way, like a bent walking stick with knots. My eyes are beautifully green, like the lily pad dress and her eyes are just brown like some of the girls-slash-boys in my class. I try not to feel superior for my eyes. I will not feel superior for my eyes. Our skin is similar because we are both-slash-other, but our skin is not similar because mine cracks on a hot summer day and turns reddish, and hers is always, always, always the same, I think. I asked Mom about if she will get wrinkles, and she said maybe, so I guess it's impossible to say for sure. If not, I will draw them on using the e-pencil or scratch them into her skin using the e-razor. We will match then. The final joy-slash-challenge now that she is my age is that I understand myself better. I don't know if I know how to write this part. How do I say it? I can see her, for her differences, for her circumstances-slash-origin story, and I can see how these things shape her and define her. I then reflect on my own differences-circumstances-origin story and see how they have made me me. I have scars, some that web across my belly like a spider. This is from when I was born and is, I realize, why I don't wear the same bathing suits that the other girls sometimes wear.
I also have, in my top drawer, a series of teeth that fell out, and I realize there are memories associated with them. Blood from my mouth. I see myself in the mirror and do recognize myself sometimes as well. My mother says I will go through phases like this, where I know myself, where I do not, where I understand my body, where I do not. She guesses that Bree will always be there for me now to help me with these times in my life. I should mention that I am now learning what a period is. Bree found me when I was crying and told me what was happening. Mom was washing dishes in the other room. The sixth thing I learned is that you can't stop going to school, even if you are learning more when you stay home from your doll-slash-best friend, Bree. The police came to our door on the fifth day and asked my mother why I wasn't going to school. Mom had dish soap on her hands and looked surprised. She said she hadn't noticed. She said she hadn't even noticed. She sat me down in my room for a series of spanks. She said I have to go to school, even if I am learning more from staying at home with Bree. This is a confusing thing, but my butt hurts, and I have now learned it, I promise. It is just, and I do feel like I have to say this, that Bree knows more about the planets than my teacher because she learned them in her e-school, which is very good, is a very good school that has an e-planetarium. She told me about the history of Pluto. She told me about a god named Pluto. I did not even know there were other gods, but now I know Pluto, Zeus, Osiris, and more. I could get A's about it if I wanted to or if the teacher was interested. So, I'll be going back to school tomorrow. The seventh thing I learned is that time flies and crawls depending on many, many variables. By the way, variables is a word that Bree learned in school and then taught to me. My half-birthday is getting closer, and sometimes weeks go by incredibly slow, and other weeks go by incredibly fast. Bree told me, confidentially, that time already feels weird to her and sometimes non-existent. I showed her the snapshots and screen grabs of her when she was just a baby, and it made her sort of twitch. Rhymes with glitch. I explained to her that she loaded very fast and then grew up very fast, and now that she is my age, grows at a more constant rate. She said this was kind of disturbing. I said, why? She said, because it isn't natural. I said, look around. She said she couldn't. She went away then for a bit, and I heard crying on the comm. But for me, time is also weird. The calendar makes it look like it's very organized and predictable. This is not the case. I want it to come so bad. My mom and I looked at surrogates on Target Online the other day, and we found one that kind of looked like Bree. She is from China. She is my height, and while her nose is all wrong, her eyes are all right. I hope she has energy. I hope she has coordination. I hope her body moves like Bree's does on the screen. Of course, her mind will be breezed once we download it. It only lasts 24 hours, though. That's all we can afford. Bree asked me if we could do 72, but I explained to her that's all we can afford. I'm trying to make a to-do list about what we will do so we can have an organized-slash-productive-slash-fun-slash-perfect 24-hour cycle together. I'm loading up on memory so I can take over one million screenshots and clips and grabs and stuff. I want to do a hologram of us. I want to make a movie. I want to go swimming and see if Bree likes swimming, because I can't afford an e-pool, I don't know. I want to see if Mom will drive us to go blueberry picking, but Mom is always washing dishes. The first thing on my to-do list is ask Mom if she can drive us to go blueberry picking. This is going to be so exciting. This is going to be so incredible. Bree is also excited and also anticipating an incredible cycle of 24 hours. 
She tells me every night before I go to bed. I tell her every night before she powers down. The eighth thing I learned was that it is really hard to sleep in the nights leading up to my half-birthday. Bree can power down automatically, but I have to deal with my thoughts. They are very, very hard to power down. My mom said to be thankful for that because it proves certain things. I am thankful, I guess, but I am also very sleepy. Every night I think of what my half-birthday is going to be like. I list the potential adjectives, fulfilling, slash rewarding, slash unpredictable, slash perfect, slash joyous, slash splendiferous, slash challenging, slash surprising, slash goofy, slash painful when it ends, slash bubbly, slash wet, slash sweaty, slash bendy, slash unbeatable, slash etc. The idea was that it would be like counting sheep, like in the old books, but actually each adjective inspires a whole train of thought that can distract me for up to ten minutes. Like when I say things are going to be bubbly, it's because I'm imagining literal bubbles floating in our backyard and figurative bubbles in my body as I pop the literal ones with Brie in the surrogate's body. And that distracts me from sleep. And I'm tired. It's not like I'm doing that great in school anyway. Mom doesn't care. It's not like I was learning in school anyway. The world isn't the same, I don't think, as it was when school was required. Mom's too. Don't tell her I said that. What I mean is, maybe schools and moms existed for reasons that aren't as reasonable now that there are things like Brie and screens and e-stuff. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. I don't know if my mom knows what's happening in my life at all. At all. My half-birthday happened. Brie downloaded swiftly into the surrogate, as expected, as mom would say. We then walked a mile down a road to where the swimming hole is, and she cried when she actually felt water on her skin. She kept just crying. It was very strange. I am still learning about the things that make people slash things cry. I turned away from her in the water for a few minutes and heard her get out, and then she started running. She started running away. I chased her for a while, but it wasn't a game. I had to go home to Mom. We had to call the police. She's going to have to be shut down, apparently. That's the thing that makes a thing-slash-person-slash-me cry. Learned by Sam French was originally written for Brick Moon Fiction's unpublished anthology Toys of the Future. More of Sam's work can be found in the upcoming Brick Moon Fiction Annual Volume 2, available through the Brick Moon website. Sam French is a writer and director located in Brooklyn. Originally from Florida, he is a recent graduate of Carnegie Mellon University. His plays have been produced in Pittsburgh, Florida, Martha's Vineyard, and New York. His short story, A Love Letter to the Boys of Summer, won the Adamson Award for Fiction at CMU. Sam was named a Top 20 Artist Under 25 in the Tampa area by Creative Loafing Magazine and has two one-acts published by Baker's Plays. This has been a production of the Brick Moon Fiction Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or visit us at our webpage, brickmoonfiction.com.